What's up, everybody? This is Zach. And Amy. Shad. And Judah. With Be A Light. We hope that you've been having a fantastic week. This week, we've been talking about God's love and all the things that that encompasses. That's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's so much. It's so much goodness. It'd be a three-hour video. <laughs> <laughs> it could be like multiple parts if we really <laughs> wanted it. Uh, but if you haven't already, make sure you like us. Make sure you share the video with your friends because they need to know about God's love just like we need to know about God's love. Uh, so let's get into it. Yeah. Who suggested it? You did. I Me? Didn't. No, Amy did. No, I didn't. You did. I didn't. I wasn't even in the out. chat. I didn't even. <laughs> That's why I'm asking. Um, one of the reasons this came up as a subject is uh, I'm cheating because not necessarily cheating. God gave it to me, so I wanted to. You were already prepared. I'm already prepared. I already got notes. Look at that. Um, I'm stealing those. You can have them. Give them freely. Uh, I taught on this yesterday at church, and it was it was awesome. It was good uh, because God was moving. It wasn't because of me. It was because God. <laughs> but what I to kind of give some backstory, I've been going through some uh, trials, if you will, uh, and really dealing with fear as like just un. Not even fear that is realistic. It's just like fear that's like coming out of nowhere. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, well, what if this weird situation happened from your past that you know nothing about comes up and then everyone finds out and it's like, what is what is this thing? What are you? I understand what you're talking about. You know, and it was just like really irrational fear and it was like almost crippling. Um, so I was like, okay, God, I was like, I know you, you do not want me to fear. So, all right, let's let's get some scripture in this puppy and let's get rolling on. on it. And the the night that I that this started, I literally I just put a earbud in and I just put psalms on as I went to sleep. Yeah, and I got to like ninety something. <laughs> uh, it was just like it went all night, and one earbud earbud went out. And I woke up, I put the other one in, and kept going, but. What I've really found out is, one, God commands us not to fear. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's the most commanded thing in the whole Bible yeah. is do not fear. And I found I was looking this up and everything. It's over 300 times. And some people say that it's over this like 365 times. Mm -hmm. So once per day for the whole year of do not fear. But there's a reason behind that is because fear is a thought process, just like love is mm -hmm. a thought process. Yep. Uh, so we can kind of talk about that a little bit, and then we can, that way it's a little bit more conversational. So mm -hmm. um, we've all dealt with fear. How have you, com not necessarily combated it, but how have you went at getting past it? Can I start? Sure. Okay. So... <laughs> Uh, recently I've just been getting overwhelmed with the love of God and he's just been messing me up real good. And I've gotten back to when I was younger. Cause when I was younger, I was chasing people down. If you were in a walker, you even limped, you were getting chased down by this giant right here. And so like, I got away from that for years and now to be honest, it's hard. Just being real honest. It's hard mm -hmm. to even like, Oh, what do I say? I'm talking with all my friends and she's like, 
well, what if you don't have a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or a prophetic word? And I was thinking the same thing. And I think I already mentioned this, but yeah. I'll mention my few times because there's only been about three times now, but that's three more than zero. And so, um, so my first time, because I'm like, man, I want to share. Cause like, you know, we, we get so selfish and we're like, Oh man, what, what's Lord really done in my life? I can't really share. He hasn't been good. We get so self-focused. We miss all the good that he's done in our life, yeah. but it's not that the gospel is what he's already done. It's not that, oh, he gave me this bins. He gave me these million dollars. No, it's not none of that. It's, it's Christ and him crucified. We preach the gospel. Then it doesn't make sense. It seems foolish to men, but it's the power of God. Paul yeah. came to the place where he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus, for it is the power of God. So anyways, I'm, I'm at Sonny's, right? I'm sitting there, and I'm like, Lord, all right, uh, I need a word of knowledge. I need a uh, word of wisdom for this waitress. I need a prophetic word. And I didn't get nothing. And I'm like, oh, man, what do I say then? I'm freaking out. And so uh, he's just like, just tell her what you know. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. So she comes over and I'm like, hey, uh, I want to talk to you. And then she's like, okay. I'm like, are you a Christian? She's like, no. And I was like, what do you believe? She's like, I don't really know. And I said, well, I believe. And I just started encouraging her and telling her about the love of God. The reason I'm even sharing with her is because I have so much joy because this word gives you joy mm -hmm. and you just get excited for no reason. You get <laughs> like me, but different ways and just uh, this love and honor. And I'm like, hey, do you have a, like, what do you do? What's your dreams? What are your goals? And she's like, well, I just finished school. And I'm going to go up to North Carolina and start this business and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, well, the Lord wants to bless you. And so, like, I prayed for her, stared her, like, right in the eyes because I don't know how to pray for people. So I stared him right in the eyes. I was just praying for her. And I was just like, you know, just uh, I've been throwing this out there because it's the best thing I can think of to get a hold of me besides my personal Facebook. Just like, go look up Be A Light. And she just came back and was asking about it and everything. So that's one time. And I tipped her good. That's a, mm, that's yeah. a side note. Yeah. You, you're a Christian and you don't tip good. Don't friend me. I'm just kidding. Friend me, but tip good. Check your heart. Tip, check yeah. your heart. Tip good, for real. You don't yeah. know how much. I don't care. Okay, well, this, this is a whole side note, but I won't go deep into it. You don't know how your tip can change a day. Yeah. They, they give me bad service. You best tip. Tip them even better. Yeah. Because you don't know how much that tip. And you don't got to say Jesus loves you. You don't got to say none of that. That tip alone could change their entire day. This isn't about trying to put Jesus stamp on everything. I'm getting over that myself, but just be love. Anyway, so, so boom, I'm doing this. I'm loving on the Lord. And I was crying because I just stepped out and I was like, this is so good. And he told me, he's like, Judah, I didn't give you a, a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, a prophetic word, because I want you to trust in the gospel. The mm. gospel is enough. The gospel is, is the power. Um, so I was like, okay. Um, and so I'm at Fusakli. He said, I'm getting, got on my car. I see this couple. I hear something for him, and I immediately, instead of just going, is that you, Lord? I'm like, Lord, that's you. But I just let it go because it doesn't sound like something you need to tell them, just something he's telling me about them. And so I go inside, and I don't actually go talk to that couple because then, once again, guys, being honest, fear came on me. So I'm like, oh, I wanted to say it, but I don't. So I got my food, and I went and sat down outside, and the, the dude who brought me the food, he, he came up to me, so he's getting it. Um, and I said, hey, man, what's your name? he told me his name. We just started talking, blah, 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 a little conversation. And I was like, well, man, I'm a Christian. So I want to tell you about Jesus. I want to tell you about how much he loves you. And like, I fumbled over my words, didn't even say things right. And I was like, yeah, it's just, it's not, it just started pouring out of my heart. I was like, it's not about the law, man. It's not about, you know, all these regulations and everything trying to bind you down. And I was like, and I was like, what do you believe? And he's like, well, I don't really believe anything right now. I grew up Southern Baptist and I just saw them. They'd say, don't drink. And then the same person would get drunk. They'd say, don't do this. And they would do it. So I didn't like what I saw. And I was like, oh, man. 
And so I just poured out my heart, told him, we as Gentiles were never offered the law. We're offered a relationship through Christ and Christ alone and all that stuff. And I just poured out to him and just been like, man. And so I asked everybody, you got anything you want to get prayed for? He didn't have any specifics, but he's like, well, man, I can do better at school. And I was like, yeah, you can. The Lord wants you to do great. And so I prayed for that. But so this is part, get out there and talk about Jesus. Part, that's how you get over fear Mm -hmm. is you, you do it anyways. Yeah. And I eventually, I did go up to that couple and I real quick, it was like, you're awesome. The Lord loves you, blah, blah, blah. Jesus loves you. And then I ran away. And, but, you know, I went up to them and so it's going to happen more and more, but that's how you get past fear. It's just going with it. Mm-hmm. You choose love over fear. Yeah. Even with the feeling still there because the feeling was there. <laughs> but what I realized is all these people were smiling. They were happy to receive, to listen to me. So St- those stupid lies that say they don't. And sometimes you might get people who are totally like angry, but most, <laughs> mostly you're not. And you can be love and just love people. Well, like our Facebook message. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that. He don't, he didn't message back. Did he? No. He sure didn't. Cause I would have kept loving him. You can't, I'm like this all the time. <laughs> um, Amy was stepping out the other day on some faith and love. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this past week, um, like, Judah, what you were kind of talking about, it was just, it's like, just, you know, it's like I need to do it more. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I can't remember the expression, but it's like an ounce of obedience will do so much good for you. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it was uh, this past week was um, our spring Zach and I spring break uh, were teachers and um, there was one morning um, we were kind of hanging around and um, and Zach fell back asleep and and I just felt like God was like you need to go to Walmart right now and I was like okay <laughs> and like I got up got dressed and showered and I was like Zach we're going to go to Walmart right now. And like, he was still in bed. Like I was kind of like freaked out. Cause I was like, I didn't know what was going to happen. And, um, anyway, Zach very lovingly came with me, but, um, really didn't have any goal in mind. Um, but you know, I was just waiting for God to kind of tell, like, you know, highlight someone to me or whatever, which, mm-hmm. Um, and I saw this woman, she was probably in her late fifties, early sixties. And I mean, like I was looking for anything (laughs) and like, and I saw her just like rub her arm and it, I mean, she was in the produce section. It was probably cold and, you know, it was, you know, I I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I think this might be it. And like, (laughs) like, I'm going for it. But it was like. I like choked up and was just like, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know how to start this conversation. And then like, she went a different direction and I was like, I don't know if that was her or whatever. And then ran into her again. And like, I smiled at her. (laughs) She looked at me like I was completely insane. (laughs) And, um, but it was like, I didn't know what to say. And then, like she passed me and like, and it was just like, 
I was like, I, I, it has to be her. It has to be her. Yeah. We couldn't find her again till we left the store and she was in front of us. And the, so, I, you know, I was just praying and blessing her, but it was just like, Ugh. and like, but um, there was another time this past week where um, we were at a Mexican restaurant that we frequent a La lot. Hacienda. Yeah. La Hacienda. It's La really, Hacienda. really good. <laughs> Links for the three locations down below. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a really, yeah. really, really good establishment, and we go there a lot. And um, we have some of the same waiters, you know, over and over. And the waiters chuckle because I don't change my order. Yeah, like, they're like, "What would you like?" And I'd start, and they're like, <laughs> and like they're like, "We know." <laughs> <laughs> and like, like they don't wear name tags or anything. Um, and it was just kind of like God was like, just love on the waiter. And I was like, okay. And I was like, you know, you wait on us probably every other time we come in here and we don't even know your name. And like his face just like lit up. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't just the customer waiter exchange. And like, they're very polite and respectful mm -hmm. and everything and very attentive, but <laughs> it's not like conversational or, you know, friendly i mean it is but in a business transaction sort of way and like he just kind of lit up and he was like my name's abel and um and then he kind of like started joking with us and, um he was like you know my name but i don't know your name yeah so like we were kind of introducing each, you know ourselves and everything and and then i was like can i just pray for you and you know he was a little he was kind of like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, and I just prayed for him. Um, when I don't know what to pray, um, I believe it's Ephesians 1.20 or something like that. But it's just praying that they would grow in the knowledge of God and um, that his love would fill their hearts. And, um, and I was just praying that his family would be blessed and everything. And like, and... You know, he was just like, thank you. And, you know, it was just showing people love. And I just remembered um, we when we were at Walmart and like I was I was bummed out that I didn't just take that initial step. And then we ended up running into a former student of Zach's and I was and she was about to go to work. She works at the Chick-fil-A right next to that Walmart. And I was like, can I pray for you before you go to work? And I was like, I'm going to pray for somebody. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> um, and uh, she was like, absolutely. And, you know, it's just, it's not letting the, like Judah was saying, um, you know, those thoughts of like, what if? A lot of it is what if. And it's the negative what if. And it's like, but what if? this turns into an awesome thing for them. And, yeah. you know, it's, and that, that possibility is always there because God is always right there with the breakthrough for somebody. Yes. And, um, you know, <clears throat> and after we prayed, well, after, you know, praying for our waiter, like when we went to go pay our bill, like um, the guy that was at the cash register, Bernardo. You know, we were, yeah, we were just talking to Bernardo and uh, he, you know, just talking to him and he was like, yeah, man, like I'm really tired. I didn't get a lot of sleep. I was sleeping at the hospital with my dad and, you know, they're in and out and everything. And we were like, what's his name? He was like, 
I won't say his father's name, but, um, and <clears throat> we were just like, we're praying for him, man. And he's healed in the name of Jesus. And, and he was like, thank you so much. And like, just showing that you care mm -hmm. and really showing good. that true, pure love of the gospel. It just, it changes people. And it's just like what they've been saying, not listening to that fear that would keep you from showing that love. Chad. Um, you're not my boy. <laughs> <laughs> what I thought of when we started the day is that fear is faith that something's going to go bad. Mm. And if you're a believer, then you believe God is sovereign. So that means you think God is going to cause things to go bad or either God's not going to prevent things from going bad. So wow. the biggest transformation, because I've, I've lived in a lot of fear in my life in a lot of different ways. And it's just interesting that Wednesday is my birthday and I'll be 30, but I can just see the transformation over the, you know, the past decade of how I've seen one fear after the next get knocked down and what's caused the fear to go away for me is knowing God mm -hmm. and each layer that I know and trust him, um, a little bit more than I know that there's no reason to fear. Um, for one, uh, let's say 2017, for those of you that don't know, several years ago, I had, uh, I dislocated my shoulder three times and had surgery and the doctor after the surgery told me that it was really bad and that I should never lift weights or do anything like physically active again, hardly. It's very gentle stuff, nothing crazy, which for me, it was really hard. And he was right. Like every year, every Judah probably remembers I would go and try to go to the gym mm -hmm. and my shoulder would hurt so bad. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't even be doing hard stuff. My shoulder would just hurt or I could go for a jog and my shoulder would hurt. That's how bad mm -hmm. it was. And I'd always been very passionate about martial arts especially particularly grappling type stuff. And at the beginning of 2017, the Lord gave me an ultimatum. Basically either I'm going to choose that my problems are bigger than him, or I'm going to choose that he's bigger than my problems. And then I got past that fear and like the, the pain was there before. Like it wasn't imaginary. I could feel my shoulder moving around in the socket. Like it was about to come out and it hurt. But I know what God spoke to me and he said, are you going to believe that I'm bigger than this? Or are you going to believe this is bigger than me? Mm. And I've been doing jujitsu for a year now with no shoulder dislocations wow. <laughs> and, like, and like no problems. And I should not be able to do that. I should not be able to grapple and not have this arm come out of socket. But it's just interesting how there can be one step, one step, one step, one step, and it builds into something. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, even this, this, mm -hmm. I'm sure you had to overcome a lot of fear to yep. even begin this. And, mm -hmm. and the thing that I've, 
with fear and we're not glorifying fear. I, we're talking about it so we can talk about the antidote, <laughs> uh, which is love. Like, I think fear of past things and everything, like desires, lust, uh, language, you know, like I wasn't the greatest person in the world, you know, like I had problems. I don't know. Everybody has their own problems and everything, but, you know, it was like, what, what's out there, you know, that I don't know about or, you know, this, that or the other. And like, if you focus on fear, if you try to fight fear, it's only going to get bigger because mm-hmm. that's what I tried. I tried to do. It was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go fight it with the word. Mm-hmm. And the word is powerful, but that's not how the kingdom works. It's, you know, sometimes we rest, sometimes we fight, sometimes, you know, this, that, and the other. But with fear, the more you think about it, the more it grows. Mm. The way we have to fight it is like it's a disease, you cure it. Mm-hmm. And that's with God's love. Uh, over in First um, John 4 and 18, it says, Such love has no fear, because perfect love expels all fear. Mm-hmm. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced this perfect love. That, because there was just my mind running, like I'll be, I had been like perfectly fine. And then like, if you've ever like actually like fear, like I'm talking about like strong, it's like this weird, like out of body. You're just like, it it doesn't feel normal. Like it, it feels this really weird thing. And I was like, God, why do I keep feeling like this? He was like, you're not trusting me enough. He's like, you're not trusting in my love. He's like, if you trust in my love, everything's taken care of. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even my past, he's like, yes. He's like, your past is rewritten. That man is dead. Yeah. He was like, it's taken care of. He was like, you're fearing man. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll put Isaiah 51, 12 through 14. Y'all need to read that. Uh, but it says... So why are you afraid of mere humans who wither like grass and disappear? Yep. Mm. And it talks about, he's like, I am the one that stretched the sky. Yep. I made I made all of this. I am the creator. Why are you afraid of man, but you're not worshiping me? Yeah. You're not concerned about me, but you're more concerned about your oppressors. And it's like, mm, that's right, God. I'm more concerned about man than I am all of this. And... Yeah, I've made mistakes in my past. You know, I've done things and all of this, but God loved me so much that he sent Jesus, Mm -hmm. that he sent Jesus for us. And as we learn more about God's love, it's like, boom. It's like, this is awesome. Uh, I'll just give you all some more scripture. Romans 8, 38. And I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow, not even the power of hell itself can separate us from God's love. Nothing, nothing can separate us. And that is the, that's so, that's so, that's so, that's a good thing because, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of things that try to come against us, Mm -hmm. but that thing will never go away because God 
is love. And if you need scriptures on that, I can give those to you as well. But God is love. And if God is in us, then we have love in us and we are love because we're made in his image. And it's this circular thing. And I think we need to really get a hold of, man, God loves us. He wants to be with us. Um, Mm -hmm. And we can talk about that and then move to the next, next thing. But like God wanting to be with us, that's a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it talks about in Second Corinthians uh, chapter five, it talks about for this reason Christ's love compels us that if one has died, therefore all have died. Mm-hmm. And so Paul's literally saying Christ's love like urges him on, like compels, like you're compelled, like I, I'm drawn, like I'm using Lord of the Rings reference, like the ring <laughs> drawing and compelling when it's around, <laughs> just getting that like I, I must have it. But he was compelled. By love. And the more we grow in this love, like when I wanted to talk to those people, it wasn't to prove to myself that I could do this. It was just because like I'm experiencing this love and the Lord's been like, this is what I want people to experience. And I'm like, why haven't I been telling people about this? I'm compelled like every day. And the verse they talked about, it says we haven't we haven't yet experienced the, the perfect love of God. And people can use that in a condemning way. But if you look at it from this way. Oh my gosh, I just get to be loved by the Lord more? That's mm-hmm. all that verse is saying. Yeah. Is you get to just be loved by God more. You don't got to, oh, I'm not loved by him. And then you try to love him more. You can't love him without him loving you. It says, I first loved, I love you because you first loved me. Everything we do is from him as the source. We don't do anything from an earthly perspective because he's already said, he already disqualified. He said, with men, nothing is possible. But with God, all things are possible. Paul said, who was this like high-ranking Pharisee, educated among the educated, just everything. He said, he listed his whole credentials and he's like, these are all garbage. Garbage. Dung. Dung. Crap. Compared to knowing him. So it's not how much you understand. You don't have to grasp the word. Paul said, I'm trying to lay hold of the one who's already laid hold of me. So we need to learn that he's already grabbed us. We're not trying to get grabbed by the Lord. We're not trying to get closer to the Lord. We're not trying to seek the Lord. He's already found us. Mm. He's already tied us up. He's he, We can't get away from him. He's already united us so much that to tear us apart is to tear himself apart. He can't, we can't get away from him. He doesn't want to be away from us. And we have to bask and let this soak in us. And that's going to compel us. Then the love is going to compel us. We're going to get to the point, like, because it's growing in me every day. Like, as I'm sitting here and they're talking, I'm thinking, as I'm going to be honest, I'm thinking about, I was like, I just want to tell another person. I just want to tell somebody else. I, just, I don't care what I say, but I need to open my mouth, mention Jesus and let words come out. You know, because like I, it's, it's compelling me. I'm just growing in me. And the fear is just getting dispelled because I'm getting, I'm tasting and seeing the Lord is good. I'm becoming Amen. addicted to him and telling people about him because I'm like another person could know him. Because I don't got to worry about bringing the fish in because he says one man plants, one man waters. But the Lord brings the increase. So I'm throwing seed everywhere and just yeah. throwing it and watering it. And then another person comes along who knows him and this is happening to him. They're throwing seed and then they just jump in somebody else's boat. I'm not worried about the salvation. I don't try not to have a a ticket marker of people I've saved. I just want to share this love so they can see my face and see how crazy I am. And they know this guy's crazy or this is real. And Mm -hmm. either one they're going to go with, but we have to know, I don't even know where I was going with that, but just his love. He he wants you to experience his love. He's not looking for you to do better. He's not looking for you to understand this stuff. Trust me. I got a GED. If you go by worldly standards, I'm uneducated. 
I'm an uneducated fool. <coughs> but you go, by God's standards, I'm wise. I'm full of wisdom. I have wisdom dwelling within me. I have the mind of Christ, and I understand all things. So it's not that we have to grasp this stuff we've been laid hold of. We need to experience him. We need to get alone and say, Lord, you're real. I want to know you. And then continue to do that. Look foolish even to yourself first, and then you'll not be worried about looking foolish in front of other people. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. Look foolish to your own logic, your own self, and then you won't worry about looking foolish to other people because you'll be out of your mind. You won't even care. <laughs> you won't worry about what they're thinking because you'll know. I Okay, I, I used to think, I used to try to reason this gospel and be like, you know, and all these people, okay, when I talk to this person who believes this way, I can tell them, talk to them about this mm -hmm. because I was trying to sell the gospel at their level. Mm -hmm. But that's not what how it is. <laughs> but now the gospel is rich. The kingdom of heaven is rich. They want what I got. They just don't know it yet. So that's how I talk about it. Now, I don't talk about it from like, oh, if you would just want to. I'm like, this is what you need. This is what you want. This is what you're getting. You're getting the whole deal. And they're like, oh, my God. And so that's, you know, like when you see a motivational speaker, they're not like, you know, if you would just be motivated. They're like, you're gonna. And you think this way. You know, we that's how people respond. They're like, man, that person's confident. And they believe what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. So the same way we should be going like we have the riches of heaven at hand, which we do because the kingdom of heaven is with that at hand. We need to be in people's face. Like this, being like, this is the value, you're valuable. And like, have it there for them and walk in the power. And so, someone else go. So, <laughs> uh, I just, I just, <clears throat> I need to like have like a recorder of you on my phone and <laughs> just listen to you like at work. <laughs> and I'm at lunch and, oh, um, that's good. And you know, the verse that we were talking about, um, it's like you haven't experienced um, his love fully. Like, mm -hmm. like it almost, and I know that I have felt it and believed it. It was like, it almost seemed like a, not condemning thing, but almost like a shaming thing where it's like, you know, I haven't experienced enough of it yet and, you know, I'm not changed enough or I'm not, the, you know, and it's like, it's not, it's not like that. And, yeah. um, I was just thinking about, um, this press Friday, um, <clears throat> we did like a, a lock in sleepover thing with our youth group and, um, you know, got very little sleep and had to do crazy games and all that stuff that you do in the youth group. But um, I really wanted to share with them about God's love. And um, I've shared like parts of my testimony with them. And um, the meeting that we had the previous week, um, the subject of sex came up and, you know, it's like I have middle schoolers in my, <laughs> so they're like, we're going to talk about the S word. Oh my gosh. And I was like, yeah, we'll talk about it at some point. You know, it just came up, you know, I try to make it yeah. conversational and, um, you know, they're kind of freaked out about it cause they're just kind of starting to learn what it really is. And, um, and I felt like God was telling me to talk about my own experience with it, but you know, I, I want to be able to teach these kids about, purity and how his love 
empowers you to keep yourself that way. And I was like, God, how am I supposed to do that? Because I didn't do that myself. And um, I mean, even with the man that I married, like it, it didn't start <laughs> in a good way, you know. No. And but I praise God that it changed. But, um, you know, I was just like, maybe I shouldn't talk to them about that stuff yet or whatever. And God was just like, well, I changed it for you, didn't I? I saved you from all of that. And was like, don't be afraid to talk about it. And um, in like we did like a little video. Think kids, they're so addicted to technology. <laughs> um, so it was like maybe if I do this in a video, it'll be okay. And um, but like you know, we had a little bit of worship, and I showed them the video, and like it was just it was me being real, completely, totally honest. And I mean, in it, it was just like what Judah was saying. It was like looking like a fool to yourself because it was like I was listing out all the junk. And but the fact that God redeemed all of that and um, and I really wanted to convey to them, it's like you don't have to wait till you know you're an adult where you think you'll have life figured out because. <laughs> You won't, you know, um, it's like, it's like right now you can experience that love and you can ex experience, um, you know, who God really says that you are and you don't have to believe all of these lies that people are telling you what you see on, you know, social media, all that stuff. And, um, but it, it was me getting over my fear of sharing, you know, those, those things that people would consider shameful, but it's like, I don't have to be ashamed of that anymore because it's part of my story that God changed. And it was, it was a freeing thing. It really, really was. And I mean, it wasn't about me. It was about, you know, giving them an honest story of what the gospel has done and um, just wanting to show them that love in an honest way. Mm -hmm. um, I remember there was a time where I was young and I ran from God for about four or five years. And my experience with God before I ran was not that much. So I had very little of the word in me. And by the time that I decided that I was done with the world and done screwing up my life, um, I was pretty afraid because I didn't, I thought that God was angry or that maybe he wouldn't even take me back into the fold. Um, so there were a lot of, a lot of issues there that I had to overcome that were me fearing God. And Without experiencing God for yourself, uh, the Bible is a book mm -hmm. yeah. and the church is a place. Yep. But God, and, and he can do it an unlimited amount of ways to every person on earth. I'm not going to say this is the way to do things, but he started speaking to me in dreams when I came back. Probably about six months after I recommitted myself to him, I started dreaming a lot. 
and I knew that they were dreams from God because the stuff was happening. Like I would dream something and it would happen or it'd be very, very specific things that were said directly to me that I just couldn't even thought of. But what really, really messed me up is when I started encountering God, like in that way, I could see his facial expression in the dream or I could hear the tone of his voice. Yeah. And that's what people need. I'm not saying you need to have a dream, but when you encounter God, yes. that fear goes away because if you if you read the Bible and you don't know who it is talking, it's pretty scary. Yeah. When you but God help you piece it all together. Yeah. And then that fear is cast out. Yeah. <laughs> but um Pretty much the the end answer to everything, every episode we're going to have is you need to know God more. Yeah. We need to know God more. But um, he's good. Um, just a few things to kind of wrap it and put a bow on it. Uh, I mentioned earlier that God is love. And um, we've seen the world, and I mentioned this yesterday, we see the world so many times latch on to truth, the truth, but they turn it into a truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see, you know, love everyone. All Spiritual principles. Yeah, it's it's these things that are foundational, but they're taking it and they're morphing it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But they are, they're crying out for the body to jump on it and yeah. do it and show it. And that's something that us as believers, we need to start holding ourselves accountable to what God is calling us to do, not just showing up on Sunday, you know, hearing the preacher, you know, preach and good, good job, good sermon, good sermon. And then walk out the door and start yelling at your kids, you know, and I I had a, I had a flesh fit earlier when I had to ask God for (laughs) forgiveness and everything, but you know, it's a walk. It's not, you know, every time you look at, uh, Paul comparing things like he's comparing it to a sporting event. That's, you know, it is not a sprint. It's a marathon, you know, yeah. it's a, it's a longer distance mm-hmm. and you've got time to make it happen, but you've got to take those steps yeah. to do it. Uh, but over in first John four sixteen, not to be misconstrued as John three sixteen. Um, <laughs> but just as good, we know how much God loves us. And we put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. That's some good stuff right yeah. there. Awesome. Like that you need to meditate on that. You need to chew <laughs> on it. Again. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. So we see the world living, trying more people trying to live in love and they secretly don't know that God's living in them yet. <laughs> I know <laughs> that, that, that's so good. It's like, it's like, I'm here. You just got to wake up to it. Yeah. <laughs> just come on. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I, I I'm going I'm to try to send it home here is you cannot let your past dictate how much you love yourself. Hmm. Um, how much you see yourself, your self-worth, uh, because you will only let people love you as much as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
John 13, 34 and 35 says, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So if we can't love ourselves because of addictions, be it to, you know, substances or pornography or languages or, you know, things that we put in front of us that, you know, don't agree with the spirit. Cause I've, I've done a lot of those things and it, it's a fight to get where, you know, you're just like, Oh man, does God love me? And it's like, yes, he loves you. He is love. Mm-hmm. He is like, God is love. Love is God. And it's like, mm-hmm. he doesn't need you to say, God, I love you. He's like, I'm just, Cool, man. He's like, he's, he's already, he's the thing that you're saying to them. And we need to realize that it doesn't matter if you've had these things in your past, because we've all, everybody's had something in their past. They've had something that they're not necessarily proud of. But when Jesus steps onto the scene, there's no more shame. There's no more guilt. There's no more fear of, oh, well, what if somebody finds out? You know, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it's already been rewritten. Yeah. I'm not addicted to those things. Like as yeah, soon as I, be- I I became a Christian and the, uh, this is like, I used to cuss like a sailor and like, it was as soon as it happened, it was gone. It was like, Come on. it's like, what was that? You know? And other things that had been part of my life has been more of a, a steady thing to, you know, get out of my life, but it's working on it. And it's like, God, I know you do not see me as this. You see me as the man with the trophy in my hand. You see me walking in the streets of gold. That's what you see me as. And he sees everybody that way. It's not just the people that are sitting at this table. It's not just the people that go to church on Sunday. And especially the people that go on Wednesday because they're more concerned about their attendance at church. It's about everybody. It's about the person that is strung out on something right now. The person that Mm -hmm. is self-doubting. The person that's been anxious all day because they, they are fearing this, that, and the other. The person that's depressed and hasn't even got out of the bed today. He loves you that much. He sees you as a winner. He doesn't see you as a mistake. He sees you as his child. And that's what we've got to realize. And we've got to grab on that. It doesn't matter what you've done. Just give it to God and enjoy being loved. True love. True love. Not you have to say it because I said it to you. You know, we grew up on... And everybody's that way. It's like, I said, I loved you. Now you have to say it back. <laughs> you know, it's like, he's like, I love you. And it will, t- sometimes it takes a long time for you to say it back to him, but he's loved you before you were even on this earth, <laughs> before your parents were even on yeah. this earth. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who you are. And I really hope you get, get a hold of this. It doesn't matter where you were born, how much money is in your bank account, what is the pigment of your skin, what language you speak. God loves you. Yes. And he Amen. wants to have a relationship with you. And when you start having that relationship, you're like, God, I just want to spend more time with you. And that's something that I've been like. Mm-hmm. It's like anytime I get on social media, I'm like, God, I could be spending time with you. I could be reading your word. And then I get off social media and I just start praying. He's like, that's yeah. right. He's like, good job. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just like anytime I, I, 
I want to grow my relationship with Amy. It's not like, oh, I get on my phone to have my relationship with Amy. It's I go have a conversation with her. Mm-hmm. What if I want to build my relationship with Judah? Mm-hmm. I talk to Judah. If I want to build it with Shad, I talk to Shad. He just messages me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you've got to build that time in because he is so desperate for you. He is, he is, oh man, he wants you so bad. Yeah. Like he's just waiting. He's just like, come on, come on, <laughs> just say it, just say it. Just, mm-hmm. I, he's like, I love you so much. So I, I know I kind of went off on a Judah rant right there. I have a Judah rant. Can I go into a Judah rant? <laughs> yeah, well, tag team. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just feeling this like deep in my, my gut. I'm just going to say what I'm hearing the Lord say. So he's just saying, I'm calling to you. I'm calling to you, beloved. I'm calling to you. I'm drawing you every second of every day. If I can give my son for you, what do you think I'm holding back? What do you think is going to throw me off? Is that not the deciding factor of my love that I gave the riches of heaven for you? That I let out the riches. I poured out all that I have, all that I am. Like Mary, when she broke that expensive perfume and poured it on Jesus, the same way I break all of the goods of heaven and I douse it on you. I could have done many other things with the riches of heaven. I could have done many other things, but there's only one thing I wanted to do is to redeem you, is to call you as my own, is to have you in relationship. Why do you think those things are holding you back? I've done away with them. I've done away with them. I need you to come to me. I need you to talk with me. I need you to spend time with me. It's not hard. It's easy as hello. It's as easy as hello. I'm with you. There's This is me now, but <laughs> there's a time where I would just say, here I am, Lord. I didn't have a prayer that was anything more, but here I am, Lord. I got to the point where I was so tired of of knowing everything because I didn't know anything. I really sat there. I was at work one day and I said, Lord, if I knew anything, my life would be different. So I don't know anything, but here I am, Lord. It's not about how much you know. It's not about what you can do. He doesn't care about anything of that nature. He wants you. He wants you. He desperately wants just you. He doesn't care if you know how to pray. He doesn't care if you know how to sing or play a guitar or worship or you got any billionaire ideas. He doesn't care about any of that. If you were alone and the world was nothing but a white expanse of nothingness, he'd be satisfied on you and you alone. So won't you come and be satisfied on me and me alone? Why do I have to give you anything? I just want you. I can give you anything, but I give you myself, beloved. I give you my time. I give you my gaze. I give you my focus. You think the things I give you will satisfy, but I'm the source they flow from. Everything you need is not from asking for it. I give it willingly, but I want to see your face. I want to see your face. Do not hide your face from me, beloved. Do not hide from me, beloved. Do not hide in shame or fear. See that you are clean. Seeing that you are whole. You are righteous. You are beautiful. 
as as he was talking, I saw Jesus standing like before a bride, like preparing everything, just just moving her, just just getting it all prepared and just taking in his beloved. I need you to fall in love. I need you to fall in love. I need you to fall in love. This is not about do better, be better, learn more. I you can't learn <laughs> of me. I reveal myself to you. No one can know me unless I'm revealed by my Father. And if I be lifted up, you'll be drawn. I've been lifted up. You're drawn. So come to me. Come to me. You don't know how. You don't have to know how. Just open your mouth. Say hello. I even believe that as you open your mouth and pray and just say whatever comes to mind, his presence will be there. I'm speaking that right now, that there is intimate encounters. He is awaiting. He's waiting for you to get alone for just a moment and say hello, say anything, and he will open up (laughs) everything he is to you. And in that moment, you'll see that these things that you struggled with for generations, these things that you struggled with for years and decades, these things that have tried to mold you, they'll go away in but a moment. They'll just melt off of you because they're not who you are. He'll begin to wipe these things away and reveal the actual value of who you are. And these things that you've attributed to be a part of your character, to be a character flaw even within yourself, you'll see were never even a part of you. That's why he didn't address them. And he'll begin to teach you the language of heaven. We've been speaking to him from a place of carnality, from a place that we're fixer-uppers, that we need something done. Mm -hmm. But he speaks from a place of a finished work upon a cross. The cross already happened. He said that he crucified Christ before the foundation of the earth. So Christ has been crucified. It just manifests. There was a time appointed for Christ to die, but he had already died in heaven's eyes. So he is predestined you to be holy and blameless in his sight. That's why you need to get into his word and say, hey, Lord, if you don't understand it, you're in a wonderful place because then you say, Lord, I don't get it. I don't get it. And he's like, I do. Cause I, I said it, I wrote it. <laughs> I want you to get it. <laughs> and then you'll just start trusting him. This, this is not something we can't do this for you. Mm. These Wednesday videos, the Friday, the Tuesday, the, all the days, the, the blogs, the, the vlogs, the, all the things, No, you can't have our relationship with Christ. You can't have your favorite preacher's relationship with Christ. Mm. You might get the goosebumps, but he don't want you just to have the goosebumps. He wants you to have the indwelling, overwhelming ecstasy of his presence. The ecstasy, the ecstatic state of joy in his presence. And you can have it. It doesn't, it's not for just kings or high people. It's for the lowest of the low and the highest of the high. He wants everyone and he wants you. You're valuable to him. That's all I got. Amen. So good. <laughs> Any closing thoughts from anybody else? I just keep thinking, especially with what he was just saying, and it's come up a couple of times. It's like, there isn't like the select few. It's not like the saints of old or what. It's like we are all called saints. We are all called loved. Just the word saints keep coming to mind. It's like there isn't. We are all set apart and called holy and called loved. We are all saints. Yeah. 
I'm good. Yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. We hope that you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please like, share, subscribe. But before we go, um, if you are holding on to anything, like Judah was saying, just let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Like, it it is the enemy trying to trick you, trying to lie to you. And God is the truth. And all he's saying is, just come to me. Come on. Just come to me. And it you don't have to use King James words <laughs> to do it. It's what however you speak, speak like that. That's how God wants you to speak to him. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't have to be fancy. If you got cuss words right now, you say them until he replaces them. I'm be hundred percent honest with you. <laughs> just just let let it let it go. Don't keep holding on to yeah. it because once you do, you'll be like, man, why did I hold on to that so yeah. long? <laughs> like I could have had this a lot long, longer, yeah. <laughs> but God will replace the time that the enemy has taken away from him. Yes. So just, just do it. Just be like, yeah. God, I want you. I don't want any of this is crap. And just, yeah, just do it. And you'll be much, much happier. Trust me. Because I just let some stuff go too. Yeah, we love you guys. Yes. So make sure you like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you like nerdy things, Nerd Cave's back. Go check nerd it out. Cave. I'll put links and all that good stuff down there and vice versa. So there you go. This has been Zach, Shad, and Amy, and Judah. Have a blessed week. Goodbye. Hey, guys. <laughs> um, I, I was just praying and um god was giving me a word um for a guy named harvey uh you're 26 and um there's something going on in your life right now that feels like this dark cloud over you and You've tried to get help. You've tried to um, get help in a lot of different ways. And God wants you to know that his love is going to overwhelm this. He loves you so much. And there are things that you have let go of that the devil has stolen from you in this time and with this dark cloud over you I just see it's not just like it's like it feels like torrential downpour where you feel like you can't see anything else around you and you've just been soaking wet and cold for a long time but God loves you (laughs) And he is going to clear the sky for you. And the sun is going to come back out. And you're going to feel that warmth on your face again. You're not alone. So he loves you. (laughs)